something to say. Hello everybody, and how y'all doing? My name is Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that Infinity War, well, not really Infinity War, Avengers trailer that came out on Friday, aren't we? Because, you know, I kind of want to talk about it, and I almost feel like I have to talk about it, because it, 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 oh, it, it gave me cold chills. It really excited me, and it did what the Captain Marvel trailer didn't. It like look, I know Captain Marvel's coming out before it, like literally a month before it, so they have to show us the tone and tenor of Captain Marvel. But like I said, I am just not in the mood to laugh again. I'm just not. But this movie. This trailer gave me a promise that maybe soon. So if somehow over the weekend you missed it, I, I highly recommend that you hunt down the Marvel trailer, it, the Avengers trailer. It's on Marvel Entertainment's official YouTube video, um, YouTube channel. So you can find it real easy. Just go watch it and then pick back up with the podcast just because... For some of this, I would be talking specifically about things that are in the trailer and my ideas about what I think is going to be happening in the movie. And it would just be easier for, might be easier for you to follow along if you're familiar with the imagery from the actual trailer. Okay, so first of all, I have to say I was right. I, I, am, I don't know why I'm so pleased by this. I think it's because um, in a lot of the commentary that I watched, I heard a lot of people saying that they couldn't have that they were shocked by the name of the movie and I I I thought it was Avengers in game for a while and I've said that on the show and I've been very well look about that because it just seems so obvious they kept saying the word endgame 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 we're in the endgame now that's the last thing that we really get from you know, Doc Strange is we're in the Endgame now. And I thought that that's a brilliant name for a movie. It's going to be Avengers Endgame. And then, of course, there was that teaser picture that was like, in this picture, you can see a secret and you could clearly see an A and an E. And I was like, oh, A-E, Avengers Endgame. That's what it's going to be. So, you know, I, I know that it's uh, not the nicest thing for me to do to be sitting here and patting myself on the back at the beginning of this but you know i've been wrong about so much in entertainment lately it, it feels good to just kind of reach back there and give myself a little pat just, just, just for a second so beyond the name I, I think the name is actually important and i have a feeling that they're going to go into a chess analogy for how the plan is going to work. I, I don't know that for sure, but I just, I, I have a feeling that they're going to do that. And we'll see. So the trailer opens with Tony Stark leaving a letter to a, vi a video letter, a uh, video message 
for Pepper Potts explaining his situation. And one, this is a beautiful and dramatic way to open the movie because you can still see the sadness and the sorrow on his face. You can hear the desperation in his voice, even though he's trying to mask it. But my first question was, why aren't they on the Milano? Because they're not on the Milano. Unless I'm missing something in the way that I've watched the trailer several times. And that doesn't look like the Milano to me. So unless, you know, it's at an angle where I'm just not recognizing it. I, I'm very, I'm curious about that. If I'm completely wrong, please let me know. Hit me up on Twitter, C.E. Dorset on Twitter. I, w- I would love to be proven wrong about that because that would explain what happened to the Milano. But yeah, I kind of want to know what's going on there. And I say that because Nebula obviously would know that the Milano would have been there. And she's on the ship. We see her... I'm guessing giving consolation to Tony at one point. We see her kind of put her hand on somebody's shoulder, and I'm guessing that that's Tony Stark. But eh, I I, I don't know. I I really like the tone. I like how all the warmth is completely bled out of the image. I like the disturbing coloration of it. I think it's it's a great way to start off the tone of the movie and the tone of the trailer. And the fact that they keep going to these vast, empty, spacious shots, you know, I've heard quite a few people say it, but it bears repeating, you know, that that's such a wonderful way to remind the audience of the snap that, you know, half of a life has been killed. And of course we hear um, Black Widow actually say that out loud so just in case you didn't remember she she reiterates it the the oh man just seeing captain america cry i mean that hit me on so many levels that you know he has to just cope with all just i don't know i i don't want to be that you know be that person who's like man that broke me but that kind of broke me it really did that just oh that decimated me and in a good way like in a way i wanted it to and of course you know we don't find out much from this trailer yeah people have died people are upset we i think the one spoiler that i can give you off of this is i i think they pretty much confirmed in this trailer that Hawkeye's family turned to dust because we see Hawkeye dressed as the Ronin, which is one of his, you know, one of Clint's alter egos. And he's obviously just killed someone when it looks like Black Widow finds him. And the look on his face. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I am pretty sure that that's, why he's in the state that he's in if he lost his wife and kids or even if he just lost his kids or technically i mean just think about the grief of a parent after losing just one kid but if he lost his whole family oh that 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 will set him down a dark dark path and he looks to be going down a fairly dark path so i feel it's fairly safe to say that we're going to learn that clint's family disappeared in 
the decimation. That has nothing to do with Smaug. Yeah. Just wow. Like, Clint looked good. The running costume looked good. Everything looked good. Unlike the Captain Marvel trailer, which I kind of hit for the effects on it, I, I thought everything looked pretty good. You know, seeing the Thanos armor being used as a scarecrow. Again, that's, that's one of those moments that just broke me. And, yeah. And, of course, there's the end where Scott shows up. Um, yeah, I have feels about that. One, I mean, we okay, so at the end of Ant-Man... Okay, spoilers for all of the Marvel movies <laughs> leading up to this point, if that's even worth saying. Okay? All right. So, at the end of Batman and the Wasp, Scott is in the quantum realm waiting for them to, like, push the button and bring him back out. And then, of course, the snap happens and everybody, you know, Pym and just everybody goes away. Floof to dust. And he's theoretically trapped in the quantum realm. My personal theory is it was that that's what I, I don't want to get into the plot, what I think the plot of the movie is going to be just yet, but I think that did something and I think hmm, they're going to have to explain that very carefully unless for some reason they're going to completely ignore it, which it's so specific a plot point and such a profound place to leave his character at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, which was, yeah, I mean, it had its serious moments to it, but let's face it, the Ant-Man movies are practically comedies. So that was a fairly dark place to end Ant-Man. That was a really dark place to end an Ant-Man movie. So it can't go unremarked. And they spend so much time, literally over two movies, establishing the quantum realm and the nature of the quantum realm and the dangers of the quantum realm that there, this is one of the few times in an Avengers movie, I think they might expect the viewer to have done their homework. Maybe. Because I don't, I mean, there, there's going to be an explainer. And basically at some point, you know, because Banner's still there, Banner's going to give the, you know, simple explanation so that everybody else understands what happened. I, I just hope that that's a moment that people that haven't been paying attention to the Ant-Man movies are okay with, especially if it turns out that I'm right and it's going to be integral to the plot. That's just kind of one of my concerns. You know, my other concern is in many ways, this is going to be the first direct sequel in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I'm really curious to see how they handle that. I'm, I'm, I'm personally expecting a brief montage where we're basically going to see the fight, but, you know, elements of the fight that led up to and culminated in the snap. I don't know if whose perspective it's going to be from, if it's going to be from Thanos's perspective or from one of the Avengers, 
points of view, but I expect that they're going to start there so that they make sure that everybody's on board. Because one of the things that they've done really good throughout this franchise is have as little runway as necessary to catch people up and get them moving. I mean, like this trailer, for example, is a very good example of that, right? At the very end, we have Ant-Man show up and he's like, hi, it's me, Scott Lang. You, we met once in Germany at the airport. I got really big. That That's all you really need to know about the interactions between Captain America and Ant-Man because everything else will be handled when he actually meets him. Like the fact that he's a really big Captain America fanboy. So that summarizes the, you know, events of civil war. As far as the relationship between those two characters is concerned, as well as it needs to be done. And it does it in a really funny way that even if you don't know what he's talking about, even if you haven't seen civil war, it's kind of funny hearing this guy say, we met one time at the at the airport in Germany, I got really big. Come on, Ant Man, that's got to mean something, right? You know, it's it's funny and it's it's an easy way to get people caught up in the story, get caught up in continuity without having to rehash a whole bunch of things. And because each movie has, for the most part, stood on its own with very little connective tissue between them, it's basically been characters that have moved between the films rather than story points for the most part. And, you know, like by the time you get to Infinity War, it doesn't really matter all that much if you saw how each Infinity Stone ended up where it was because the beginning of the movie, bam, 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 Thanos is getting the Infinity Stones from the various places they are. So if you didn't see Guardians of the Galaxy and you didn't know that, you know, the Power Gem was you know the power stone was on xandar well he says it right there because he's already got it at the beginning of the movie so they you know they're very good at the, you know shortening how much you need to know to get in but we've never had a direct sequel like this so yeah i mean this movie for the most part really relies on you being invested in the stakes left over from the previous one and that's new for marvel and something we you know like i said we haven't seen them have to deal with before and i'm really curious how they deal with that i'm expecting a montage like i said but i don't know it'd be really neat if they found some other way to do it they've done a really nifty job at working continuity into these movies without making it feel like they're doing continuity. And um, as a writer, I'm fascinated by that. So we'll have to see. Now, as far as what I think is going to happen in this movie, we'll get to that right after this message from our sponsor. And we're back. Hello, everybody. Okay. So back to the, back to the trailer. Okay. So I think that this, for me, now, these are potential spoilers for Avengers Endgame. I don't know anything. I don't know anybody involved in the production of this movie. I have no inside information. I have not seen this movie before. I, I, I just, I don't know. So, everything that I'm saying could be bunk, but I know some people are extremely spoiler phobic, and I just want to 
put it out there. There could be spoilers, maybe, if I'm right about some of the things that we're about to talk about. Okay, I, my personal theory is that the, okay, so one of two things is going to happen. That little bit that we saw with Tony Stark is going to be the very beginning of the movie. And the biggest and best argument I can see for that is this is where they can do the recap, at least from Tony's point of view. He can tell us the big points that, you know, they fought Thanos, they lost, they can, he can bring up Doc Strange and his, he looked into the future, saw a million ways for everything to go sideways and only one way for it to go right. And he swore that this is the one way it could go right. You know, all of that, which is in a way, possibly pertinent information going forward. So that, that would give them a good way to do that and, and make it feel natural because, you know, he's leaving this final message to, you know, Pepper. So we'll, we'll see if that's actually how they do it, but that would be one way for them to do a recap that would actually come from the characters that would actually add some pathos and drama to the movie without it just being, you know, previously on the Avengers. I, I don't know for sure that that's how they're going to do it because the other way to do it would be to have it in, like I said earlier from uh, flashbacks from the point of view of Captain America, who is actually there when the snap happened. I think that's, you know, possible as well. Or they just do a montage leading into the movie, kind of a quick recap of how we got here. I, I, I don't know, but those are some of the things that I can see. One of the things that I am absolutely certain of, and I, I will be amazed if I'm wrong about this, Nebula and um, Tony are going to be saved by Captain, Captain Marvel. I don't know when she's going to be introduced in the story, if it's going to be early or mid-ground. But um, she will have received the message that was sent out at the end of Infinity War and will be on her way to Earth, presuming that Tony has at least set course for Earth. Now, if they want to throw a real wrench into that, I think the funniest thing they could do to save them is actually have Sylvester Stallone's Ravagers find them. And because of something Nebula does or say, says, then they take the, them to Earth because, I don't know, Yandu or something. I think that could be very funny in a way to lighten the mood in a movie that has the potential of being overly serious. I doubt they're going to do that, but that is not outside the realm of possibility for me as to something that could happen in this film. Just saying. Okay, so having said that, what do I think they are going to? What 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 else is going to happen in this movie? Um, I I'm curious if we get to meet Doc Samson in this. I I doubt it. I I, I don't feel like they're going to introduce a lot of new characters. I think they're going to try to stick to the core 
group of characters that they've already established and especially the original Avengers set so that they can give them a proper send-off since a lot of their contracts are ending. But having said that, um, they have to do something about Hulk's Hulk problem. And Sam, Samson is usually the character in the comics that's the go-to for that. And they may not actually introduce him as a superhero, they may just introduce him as a psychiatrist, psychiatrist so that Banner can get over his Hulk problems. <laughs> but, you know, they're going to have to do something. So, something's going to have to come in and fill the void there because, I don't know, there'll be too much cognitive dissonance in my own head if, you know, the Hulk won't come out for all of Infinity War and then suddenly is good to go in Endgame. Um, they, they're, they're going to have to address that in one, one way or another. I'm curious to see how they do that. Um, or if they do that. Ronan, I think is going to be an interesting character. Who is he killing in that scene? Who do we see Clint kill? Um, one of my favorite theories that I've heard already is, is the old lady from the bus from the, um, Captain Marvel trailer. I think that's funny and probably not true, but it may be a scroll. I, I doubt that it's going to be a scroll. Um, it might be because they may be using this film also to set up what's going to happen after, you know, Endgame. But that that seems almost too specific of a threat that you know. Basically, my my theory is that Black Widow is going to find him while he's out on the town doing something else and they're not really going to address what he was doing prior to that we're probably going to get a an action sequence debuting him as ronin and then you know black widow shows up and then off to join the team i may be wrong about that but i, I don't think that we're going to get a lot of backstory on that mainly because there is a rumor that there's going to be a hawkeye series on the disney plus streaming service and if so they're, they're going to want to leave as much mystery around Clint and his character as possible so that people want to watch that show if it does happen. So I, I think that the, the likelihood of a Hawkeye show happening is at this point almost directly proportional to how much backstory and explanation we get for Clint's actions in Endgame. You know, the more they tell us about what he's doing, the less likely it is we're going to get that spin-off show about Hawkeye. Personal opinion, but yeah. Um Thanos, yeah, we get to see Thanos actually gardening. That 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 scarecrow made out of his armor just oh that gets me. But I, I think that he's going to be a lot more a part of this movie than a lot of people expect. And um I think the way that's going to work is um, he's going to keep having visions of G Gamora. Maybe still as a child, maybe as an adult, but I think that he's going to keep having visions of her and it's going to wear on his mind. Um, as far as how do I think that they're going to fix it? To me, 
I feel like this is the wrong answer, which is why I'm willing to go on a limb and say it now because I really hope it's not this obvious. But personal theory. Okay, so we see Steve looking at his pocket watch, looking at the picture of Agent Carter, oh Peggy, like he did before the plane crashed and all of this began. Okay, so there are two options here, and one of which is that while in the quantum realm, something happened to Ant-Man and he ends up getting scattered across the space-time continuum. And that's how they're going to not have time travel, have time travel for this movie. Because I don't think in the movie continuities, and that's the important thing there, They've established a method for time travel other than the time gem. And since Thanos has the time gem, they, if, the, if time travel were involved in the story, they would have to get that from him and, you know, stuff, hijinks would ensue. Um, I think the plan is going to be to retcon everything that has happened up until this point. And I think that's going to, I, I have felt this for a while and I, that image kind of confirmed me in that belief. So somehow Steve is going to not crash into, into the ice Steve's going to get his happy ending, and this is how we're going to say goodbye to Captain America. He is not going to get his... He's finally going to get his happy ending. His plane is not going to crash in the ice. He's not going to get frozen. He's going to get to live a life with Peggy. And he's going to destroy the stone they have. He's going to destroy the Tesseract and the stone that's inside it. And that's going to start the process. And this, to me, is... Ever since I watched Infinity War, I've been convinced that the way we're going to undo everything that happened is we're going to see, one by one, the actions... The, the gems retroactively destroyed so the gauntlet cannot be put together, so the snap cannot happen. And to do that, that's going to cause a lot of ripples that will allow them to then have freedom to do pretty much whatever they want to in the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <clears throat> I think after the end, you know, I, I always expected Captain America to die in one of these movies. I was expecting it in Civil War because he does die in the comic in Civil War. I was expecting him to be one of the people that disappeared in the snap. He did not disappear in the snap. Or I expected him to die prior to the snap so that he could not be retroactively brought back. Okay. So I, I think somehow they're going to prevent him from crashing. And in so doing, destroy the space jump. And that's going to start the process of unraveling everything that happens. I think we're then going to go through the various movies that have preceded this and see them play out differently because he was not frozen 
he would not be Captain America during the fight with Loki. Because presumably at this point, Thanos would not know that the Tesseract had been destroyed. And he would still be looking for it. He would have been able to trace it to Earth. He would be looking for it there. So he still would have given Loki the time gem, the mind gem, and sent him to Earth to take over and find it. Okay. So having said that, now we would either have a fight that would take place without Captain America, which, when you think about it, would make some sort of sense because Captain America is integral to the plot, right? Is not integral to the plot. It's it's Tony Stark and the Hulk who defeat Loki. You know, Captain America basically helps on ground crew and cleanup. But this is where we could see either the Falcon as Captain America or we could see Bucky as Captain America. Because one of the things that he would know in this retconning is that Bucky had been captured by Hydra and was going to be turned into the Winter Soldier. So the actions to save the Winter Soldier could have been set into motion much earlier and Bucky could have somehow been freed and end up in the Captain America costume later. Not saying that that's what's going to happen, but one of those two things could happen. And then one by one, we're going to go through the films and see things get undone. But in so doing, because of the ripple effects of each movie changing how it took place, see what I'm saying? Everything's going to unwind in a completely different way. And this lets them prevent the snap from happening because Thanos will never be able to get, to get the Infinity Stones together. Because remember, each Infinity Stone arrived of its own accord and its own plot with its own things, with the exception of the Power Stone, which was basically because basically the Ravagers were hired to pick it up by Thanos. So, you know, that, that's the only exception to the rule there. But all of the other ones did kind of show up of their own accord and for their own reason. Well, that one and the uh, Soul Gem. But of course, if he has no chance of getting the other ones, would he still kidnap Gamora? Would he still kill her? Would he go through any of that? Probably not. I don't know if that would make the most satisfying movie, but or if that's what they're going to do. But I, I felt since I saw Infinity War and from some of the you know set leaks that have come out and everything, that that's how this movie's going to end up. And there was something about seeing Steve Rogers looking at that picture of Peggy Carter, that one way or another, even if they don't go through all of the movies in the method that I just laid out, one way or another, Steve's going to get to go back and have his life with Peggy. That's going to be Steve's happy ending and how he can leave the series without having to die. You know, Tony and Pepper are finally going to get married and they're going to go off and she is definitely not going to let him Iron Man around anymore, and that's where he's going to go, and so on and so forth. And we'll see how that happens. And of course, you know, Thor now has to be king of Asgard. So that's where Thor goes, and on and on and on. I don't know. Those are just my theories. I'd love to know what you think. If you have any idea 
what's going to happen in this movie and you want to opine, if you go to anchor.fm and download the app, follow me on there, Project Shadow, and there will be a little button that says voice message. You click that, you can leave me a one-minute message. It can be a question, a comment, or a subject that you'd like me to talk about, and there you go. You can also hit me up on Twitter. I'm C.E. Dorset on Twitter. You can also hit me up on Facebook and Instagram and get links to all of that at projectshadow.com. Um, if you have a couple bucks you could throw my way, you can either, either depending on the app that you're listening to me on, click the button in the app that says support or in the show notes, there'll be links that says support on Anchor. If you click that, you can donate at the $1, $5, $10 a month levels. It really helps me out a lot to keep this content coming for you guys. Um, or you can go to patreon.com slash CE Dorset and support everything that I do over there. If you don't have the money, that's fine. I understand that. I, I trust me. I, I know what it's like to work in tight budgets. That's called my life up until now. Um, if you can like either this episode or this podcast, please do that. That really does help me spread the word. It tells the algorithms that other people should listen to me and, you know, share, let other people know that we exist. That helps out a lot. So that's my theories about Avengers Endgame. I'd love to know what yours are. So let me know (laughs) online. Until next time, it's been fun talking. Don't forget, have the fun. And I'll talk to you when I talk to you. Bye.